Welcome to the Real Life Cheer Podcast. Come join us on the journey of becoming better leaders together. Hi, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us on our second episode of the Real Life Cheer Podcast. I'm Coach Maisie. And I'm Coach Becky. And we are so excited to discuss today's topic with you, which is the highs and lows of running or opening a cheerleading gym and uh, specifically obviously we're going to talk about our cheerleading gym which is rogue cheer athletics Um, before we get started i would love it if coach becky would share with us the fun cheer fact of the day so this is a fun one rogue's birthday is coming up two months from yesterday so rogue will be three years old on august 15th wow we opened we, we were official August 15th, 2020, and um, it actually was kind of an anticlimactic story because it literally was just us and Maisie's room on the phone with our liability insurance agent, Nancy. Yeah, Nancy. And, yeah, shout out to Nancy um, over in, I think, like Minnesota yeah. or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was like, no, you guys are good to go. We had just made a huge payment on a insurance premium um which was uh daunting and scary for us as a new business but it was also so exciting because it was like oh my gosh we're official we can like we can actually start practicing because there is a lot that goes into actually like starting your own program and Mm -hmm. not being insured through like a school or a club right you know we were becoming our own standalone program and so that was the huge that was the biggest part really for us Absolutely. and then the next was finding a facility to practice at yeah so that is our fun fact rogue was about to be three on august 15th yeah and uh we're we're excited we need to have some kind of little celebration yeah we absolutely do make a cake or something yeah that'd be kind of cute blow out the candle i love that i love that um i'm really excited about today's episode because it is very near and dear to our hearts and um if you didn't know already um our gym is a faith-based organized gym uh we believe in uh jesus we love jesus here and um we took our christian values and brought them into our cheer gym and um so everything that has happened we fully know and believe is because of the lord's doing and every single space we were in he provided for us Mm -hmm. and um Uh, If things like this make you uncomfortable or a little bit weirded out, I really hope that you stick around because our story is, I think it's pretty cool. And I'm really excited to share it. So I kind of want to circle back to what you said, Coach Becky, about I love what you said about how when we were creating Rogue, having to start your own standalone business through the business side of things mm-hmm. was extremely difficult. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of steps that we had to take. But I do want to encompass in this podcast the emotional, the business side, and the spiritual side of mm-hmm. um, really starting up your own uh, program or starting up your own um, just whatever thing you're doing in your community, mm-hmm. um, whatever you feel the Lord has called you to do, um, being a leader of mm-hmm. some kind in your community stepping into that and mm-hmm. feeling brave enough or yep. maybe crazy enough yep. to step into it yeah absolutely and we hope that our journey and our experiences encourage some of you to continue taking those steps mm-hmm. and to know that it does get worse before it gets better mm-hmm. uh but before we get to the worst part i do want to start off with uh one of our highs and i think obviously our gym 
now that we have is one of the biggest blessings we could have ever yeah. received. Yeah, like the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. This 10,000 square foot space, uh, when Becky and I were looking for spots, when we had very first opened Rogue, um, it was 2020. Mm-hmm. So mind you, that is a very crazy time. Yeah. Okay. COVID was just kind of starting Mm -hmm. there was things that were being said and talked about in the media and the news that nobody really was scared everybody was scared yeah nobody had any idea what it was Mm -hmm. and everything on the news was death and destruction and isolation and it was really affecting us not only mentally but like emotionally and spiritually just like this isolation piece of kids not having a place to go yeah Uh, If you didn't know, Coach Becky was my coach in high school, and I'm going to circle back. She coached me all throughout high school. She then asked me to be her assistant coach, uh, which we talked a bit about in the last episode. But when we opened up Rogue together, really our goal was to create community for kids Mm -hmm. and for them to feel the love and the support that we felt when we were in cheer. Yes. And that same environment and uh, encompassing the Lord into everything that we do. Mm-hmm. So um, going back to 2020, having seen all of these kids in isolation and just nowhere to go, mm-hmm. it was even a bigger push for us to continue for Rogue mm-hmm. um, after our feeder program at uh, our high school. Yeah. We really wanted to continue pushing for opening. Yeah. And it was hard because was. there wasn't a lot of places that were taking anybody with over right. like five people yeah like in a confined space in 2019 you probably could have found like a hall to practice at or a school gym or you know something yep um but once covid hit places were not allowing any kind of rental and then the idea of like a group of kids coming in Mm -hmm. it's like everybody was just on Mm -hmm. high alert Mm -hmm. and um but we just really felt like we're not going to like give up on this. No. We're not willing to give up on it. No. And we, especially because we had like 30 athletes from your feeder program already. Mm-hmm. And then some high schoolers from the high school we used to coach at. Yeah. It was, there was, it wasn't just like 10 kids. Yeah. There was like 30 kids, which right. is, was a lot for us back then. It was. And we didn't have anywhere to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and we knew that all of them and their parents were on board with them coming and doing this. So yes. we're like, we've got to find somewhere, yes. you know, to to ha- have practices for a while. Yep. So it started out that um, we had a, like, garage that we used for, like, a couple practices, but mm-hmm. then quickly outgrew that. Yes. And it just ended up not panning out. It was too, like, rural for us. Too far away. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it was too small. Um, so then we just didn't have anywhere to practice mm-hmm. for a while and uh we were really feeling the pressure anytime we'd call anywhere they'd be like no yeah no no yeah. and to the point where becky and i thought before their season started mind you we also started really late in our season because we were looking for a place so it mm-hmm. was now august and becky and i were like nobody's gonna allow us to go anywhere mm-hmm. nobody's nobody's opening up our their doors because of yeah. covid and because of all the mandates um so we would go check out different gymnasiums and different 
like halls, even like old abandoned places. Mm-hmm. And we thought maybe we can put some cheer mats in there. <laughs> and nothing was panning out. Um, and right by Becky's house, there's a church, a CBC, Community Bible Church uh, here in Southern Oregon. And every time she'd drive by, she would pray. Yeah, I knew that they had like a big gym. Yep. And I noticed that like they didn't have really much going on, yep. probably because they had to close their doors for some things, you yep. know? Um, at least for like events. So I had reached out to the pastor there and his initial response was like, no, you know, we're not like comfortable with that. And I, 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 he was super nice about it and I got, I get it. But then every time I drive by there to drive back home from work or from Maisie's house or wherever, I'd Mm -hmm. always pass it every time I prayed. I was just like, oh, like, Lord, just let this door open (laughs) if it's your will, you know? Yeah. So Becky asked one more time. And I asked again. And we shared with him, like, our faith, you know, that, like, the reason we're doing this. Like, we want to bring these kids together. We want to give them a space where they can be around other kids their age. Everybody was stuck at home at that time, not able to see each other. Um, And obviously, you know, we were following the the safety precautions with all of that. Um, but we were never making them mask if we didn't want, if they, they didn't, didn't feel comfortable to. too. Yeah. Yeah. No, if they didn't we want to, then we would never make them. We wanted some sense of normalcy for them. Right. And so when they walked into our gym, it was the only place when we did get that, when we did end up getting that space, which we did, which was like just a huge blessing. We were able to use that for about what, six months? They absolutely, absolutely showed us Jesus yeah, by giving did. us a place when we didn't have a place. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a home. And they said, okay, you yeah. can, you can use our space for yeah. a while yeah and it was it was the only thing we had yeah so it was like a 700 foot gym yep gymnasium it was a nice gym yeah mm-hmm. and we used the our old mats from uh where we used to coach and what i used to cheer on uh for a couple months um until we could finance our own mats and if you've ever had to buy your own mats then you are well aware of how expensive they are and yeah. we we had nothing yeah you know we had 30 we're still paying on them we're, I, I was gonna say <laughs> every we month are, we are still paying on those bad boys uh, yeah um but cbc definitely was a huge just it was one of our highs um but leading into that after cbc and the six months were up 2021 came around we were like okay things will surely be easier no (laughs) yeah no it wasn't easy cbc was like okay we're gonna start doing a lot of youth group stuff again Mm -hmm. which understandable right um so we knew we needed to we needed we needed to find something else more permanent yep and so we went on the hunt one more time yeah so (laughs) then twice now yeah so our season wrapped up yeah. which was a very different season than any cheer season's ever seen. Everything was virtual competitions and stuff. Very and strange. It was such a strange season. Very but strange. But it was the, our start. Yes. And, um, it was a good foundation. It was. Um, so then Maisie and I were on the hunt. And at this point, we knew that we had enough kids where we were bringing in some money. Mm-hmm that we could possibly rent something. Mm -hmm. Um, So then we started going around and looking at some industrial type spaces in the Rogue Valley. And like literally anything we could find, we would call, we would follow up. Um, And it was also expensive. We ran into three problems. One, the cost of square footage was insane. It's if you know the like, southern region of Oregon and like any of their like renting prices then you know that even a small apartment yeah. is insane so let alone a huge industrial size 
10,000 square foot plus building Mm -hmm. is insane. So that was one of our problems. Yeah, the cost. The other problem was um, hemp is big in this area. There's a lot of hemp growing that happens here. And so those spaces, industrial type warehouse spaces that are perfect for cheerleading. um, (laughs) They get snagged up. They were snagged up so fast by people that could offer cash and we couldn't. We're like, what about the children? Yeah. And they didn't care. And, you know, the landlords of these places, you know, that's a way better deal than having a bunch of, you know, kids in your space and not cash. Yeah, right, Um, right. So that was the that was the two things, and then the third thing that Maisie and I really found is that no one took us seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we very much any landlord we would talk to, it was mm-hmm. like yeah. I don't know, if it was because we're women or what, but mm-hmm. they were like, no, like yeah. like we were just a joke to them. Yeah, yeah. Which was very disheartening. It was. There was times where we would leave. I remember one in particular occasion where. There was dried hemp on the floor of this old space, and mm-hmm. it was some old trucking company. And Becky and I would, not Becky and I, pardon me, I would put my hopes up so high <laughs> in this ratty little dusty place, and I'd be like, "This is gonna be perfect. We can put the mats over here. And we can have the." Kids She's already visualizing here. all of it. And I'm like, "Hold your horses. It's probably like, not gonna happen." He's like, "Calm down, Maisie." I'm like, "I can't. I'm just so eager. I want to get into a space so, so bad." Um, and I remember the landlord, we sat down with him after, you know, the dried hemp on the floor and me imagining things <laughs> and we were sitting down with him and I remember him just like asking us, are you guys like being serious? Yeah. You know, that's, this isn't ever going to work. Yeah. And it was so discouraging. It was. And we just kind of walked away from that appointment being like, he didn't take us serious and yeah. he didn't care. And it was no. hard. Um, and there were several situations like that mm-hmm. where it was just our hopes kind of dashed. Mm-hmm. So if you're experiencing that right now as a business owner, as a leader in some capacity where people aren't taking you seriously or maybe your vision isn't being heard, just know that there are people out there that will see your vision for what it's supposed mm-hmm. to be. And um, especially if you're walking with the Lord, he will bring those right people into your life to um, just show you what to do next even if it's completely something different if you have a big change of heart and he just changes your heart to a different passion or a different desire but um the lord sees you and Mm -hmm. and we know how disheartening it can be um so along with the highs and lows of all of that we found a little bank yeah after all of that disheartening dysfunction there was a bank and guys it was way too long and not wide enough (laughs) Like, it was a bank. Like, so, I'm, like a big teller bank. Yeah. Like, old 1970s, like, teller bank. Yeah, in downtown Medford. In downtown Medford. Which has its charm, but oh, yeah. was not in the charming part. Absolutely it's not. right next to the railroad tracks where there is a lot of transient activity. Yes. So we had to be on high alert. And we had children coming yeah, into our business. Coming in and out. Mm-hmm. But we were also just like so excited to have a space. We and found not a park. <laughs> right. And not and not be practicing like at a park or underneath like a gazebo at like, you know, somewhere. Because um, those were things that we very much entertained. Oh, absolutely. Um, and we would have done it. And yep. programs that do that, like, honestly, you do what you have to. I think of Top Gun. They practice yeah. in a park. When they very first opened, they practiced in a park, and it was just a couple of them. Yeah, which and is incredible. Now they're multi, 
gyms everywhere. Yeah. Multi-million dollar, like, yeah. making Everybody knows gym. a top gun. Everybody knows a top gun. Yeah. So, it's They're inspiring. It, it really is. But uh, we landed on the bank. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and the bank was, so if you imagine, like, a 1970s um, bank. Yeah. And you have the teller desks. Yeah. And then you have the vault. Yeah. And it's, and basically where we practiced was the lobby of the bank. So, it's this very narrow like longer room so doesn't really work for cheerleading because you know when we use a cheer floor it's 42 by 42 feet if you can imagine that it's a very large rectangular square ish yeah yeah Yeah. and um it's a big area yeah so this was like not even half of that and so but we could are we were stoked because it had high enough ceilings that we could throw baskets and a bathroom it had it had one toilet and it was it was clean yeah error it it was cleaner than some of the other places we yes. had been yeah um and us coaches all had our own little teller desk yes we looked where, like bankers we did where we put our stuff and it was our little office but honestly we were so excited just to have a place where kids could come yeah and um it had a little lobby in the front as it did. all banks do yeah and, and we, we made thought, it we made it our home. own we did it it was rogue's little home it was and we since it wasn't long enough, you know, it was, I mean, it was long, but it wasn't wide, right? Yeah. So since it wasn't wide enough, excuse me, it wasn't wide enough. So one night when we had very first moved in, Becky and I had the mats and we laid them out to see what the damage was. Mm-hmm. And it was not good. It yeah. wasn't even half of a panel. It was like quarter of a panel, guys. Yeah. Like no room to tumble, to cross tumble, mm-hmm. to like, there was stunting room, long ways. Yeah. Okay. So I had a box cutter and Becky looked at me and she said, this is either going to be the best thing we've ever done or the stupidest <laughs> thing. And I said, well, we're going to have to do yeah. it. And I, and I those took the box Those mats that we mentioned that we're still paying on is what we're we referring to. We cut them. Yeah, we had guys. to cut them in half. We had to cut them to make in them quarters and not even yeah. half, in quarters. And then we had to cut the tape mm-hmm. with scissors and line it up. And people ask us like, well, how did you do full outs? We didn't. Yeah, we we did what it's called. We did a half mat. Yep, we call it. You mark it like you're on the half mat. And yeah. all the kids knew that just meant any tumbling that you did, you stayed in your spot and you pretended that you moved to the other end because there wasn't room yeah. to cross tumble, nor if there were stunts going on to cross yeah. without it being safe. Running into like big pillars yes. that are in this lobby. Right. <laughs> and so... Or the teller desks. It was... It was quite the ordeal but man we got a big sticker decal for the front we were so excited we we were like this is our little home and we knew obviously it couldn't be permanent if we ever wanted to make routines better Mm -hmm. and get our teams more evolved but it was our home for a while i think we had at that point so that was june of 2021 yes and i think we had about 60 kids Mm -hmm. in the program Mm -hmm. that enrolled at that time um, and you can so, imagine the acoustics in the room when there's three teens practicing. Oh my gosh! Horrible. It was, it was so loud, and the AC wouldn't work because it was such an old building yeah. that the AC unit was some like weird, like uh, dinosaur of a computer. Yes. That when they had to ha- when they had somebody come and work on it, they had to bring this guy from Portland that was like the only one that knew how to work these old yep. '70s air conditioning units. Yes, it was so old, and so it was very complicated. So it would get up to 90 degrees in that little gym. It was horrible. You guys. In the, our little and it, bank. And mind you, this was in the summertime. Yeah. Because our lease had ended a couple months in the spring go by and it was May and 
all the way through the summer, we were like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? July. Boom. Boom. We found it. So yeah, we were really thankful that even though the space wasn't perfect, the Lord still provided something and he shows up every time. In mm-hmm. fact, I'm looking at it right now on our desk. We have mm-hmm. a picture of Becky and I to remember one of our, I think it was our very first practice and yeah. there was a beautiful rainbow outside and yeah. it just was a reminder of God's promise to us that uh, the gym was truly is his yeah. and he's going to take care of it as long as he wants to and um, he takes care of us and yeah. all of our girls. Yeah, this day... This was the day before we had our first practice. It was the day before? Yeah, it was the day before we were leaving in the evening. And it was the day before we oh, had our first right. practice in the bank. And I remember we were like overwhelmed and nervous. And we're like, this is all going to work. Well, we were excited too. But we were like, oh, like kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, freaking out a little bit. Oh, sure. That knew that, like we also weren't sure like who all was going to show up. Because right. there was a lot of talk like... Are we even going to have a program? Yeah. You know, like, because we couldn't find a space. And then we found this and people were like, they're practicing at a bank. (laughs) Like, you know, there was a lot of doubt there. And and the area wasn't super clean. Right. And so we were like, oh my gosh, people aren't. We knew people were nervous about that. They were nervous and they're not going to take us serious. And And so we walked out and we're leaving and we looked up and there was the most beautiful sunset and the most gorgeous rainbow. It was insane. It was like out of a movie. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, to us, rainbow means God's promise and that he is faithful. And so we were like, we have to take a picture to commemorate this. Like, he's got this. He's been faithful. Yeah. And so if you ever walk into our office at the gym, we have framed an eight by 10 uh, sitting over here on our desk of of us with that rainbow in the background. And um, and that's just. I remember it's that God is always faithful and it might look different than what we think. Yeah. You know, it might be a season of hardship that we go through because yes. we learn something from it or somebody else learns something from it. Yeah. But, um, or it might be a season of like joy and excitement and like, it doesn't feel like there's really like, you feel like, oh my gosh, I finally got to a point where I can breathe. Yeah. Which we kind of feel like right now we're in that season. Yes. And we are so thankful. And we yes. know it won't always be like this, but we've made it to this point and yes. we're excited to share with people about that high. Yes, absolutely. And uh, by God's grace, we're here now at uh, our permanent gym home, not the bank. Um <laughs> So uh, bank, obviously, like we said multiple times, it wasn't going to be long-term, any kind of functional. Um, so we were just on the hunt while we were still in that space. So there wasn't like this fear of like losing like people or being homeless, yeah. kind of, or gymless, Especially I guess. in the middle of like competition season. Right. So we were just, we were still looking because uh, we knew long-term that we, we couldn't stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we stumbled across this place and actually the landlord, uh, took us here and Becky and I were sitting and dreaming. And I remember vividly Becky saying, it's a dream. She goes, what it'll never, like we could never afford it. Um, the rent I believe was like upwards of Mm 10,000 a month. Yeah. Uh, we still only had 60 kids and we could barely afford the rent that was being, uh, pushed on us at the bank. Um, and so the landlord, um, Asked them to lower the price, and they lowered it to, I believe, eight thousand because it had been vacant for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a realtor that asked a realtor. That. I'm sorry, the realtor. Yeah, she had asked them to please lower the price, and they they did two thousand dollars worth. We're like, sorry, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, and it's not because it's not nice. It's just because well, we can't afford it. There was kind of a, some time in between. There was about. Um, 
I think there was about a month in between yep. after they had gone down to 8000 a month. And um, we were like, okay, we can't really ask again. No. Nope. And <clears throat> we were kind of hoping they'd cut it in half or something. Um, we can't really <laughs> ask again. But so we kind of just let it go. Yep. Like we just were like, it's not going to happen. And that's that's that. Yeah. And we and continued I, looking. Yeah, we did continue looking. And I can't remember who told me like, Somebody was like, just ask again. Like, why is it going to hurt to ask again? You know who I think it was? Podcast. We're having a full-on conversation about this. I think it was Coach Aaron. Was it Coach Aaron? It was Coach Aaron. She said, why not just ask again? What's yeah. the worst thing that's going to happen? They're, they'll they'll say, no. say no. So the realtor that we were working with at the time, yes. uh, love her. But she was like, I don't feel comfortable asking them Did again. Did I call her a manager? Or something. We called her a landlord. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, no sorry, realtor. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. She didn't feel comfortable asking again, which I totally get. So I was like, give me their number. I will call and ask. <laughs> <laughs> so Becky sure did. She was like, hey, uh, can you please cut it down some more? Because we, she explained yeah. our situation. We cannot afford that. Yeah. Um, And basically it came down to, my thought was, there's been nobody in this space for three years. Do mm-hmm. you want someone in it or not? Yeah. And they said, okay. Yeah. We'll do that. But you have to take the space as it is. Right. And, and it was a pretty big mess. It was it was a mess, you guys. It yeah. was an it's an old women's fitness center. So it was an old big like gym, okay, mm-hmm. where there was equipment and there was And you can tell when they left, they kinda left like in a hurry. And so did. a lot of things were kinda left behind. Half Cubicles done. were left behind. Um and, you know, a lot of things like that when you leave, it, that's how it is. And yeah. so we, we understood that, but there was a lot of work for us to do. Yep. And that was in November that we finally got the go ahead with it, which we were so excited. We had a big cleaning day. We had a big cleaning day. And we were going to wait like a month to move in and gradually go. But then things at the bank just got started to get so like congested congested we were like we have to get out of here like we're not our practices are not productive we just got to like have a u-haul day rent a u-haul get everything out and it was cool because we had like families come together and help us it was cool which we had we didn't have a whole lot of that before that nope we we were doing a lot of stuff on our own it was just you and me yeah it was just Maisie and I kind of you know like when we got our eight panel mats delivered to us, we were, it was just Maisie and I and our twin sister. And it, <laughs> it makes like, it makes me like emotional sitting here. Like it's it's actually yeah. crazy. It was just us. Yeah, it was just us. But then so that move in day where we did all of that. Oh, my gosh, it was so much work. Oh. But and we're so thankful to like the husbands of coaches and and fam cheer families. It yes. all helped. Absolutely. And then we just had a big cleaning day with all of the athletes and we got we got the space ready and just gradually, you know, we had to move up lights because the lights were too low and we couldn't afford to move them or raise them and you'd have to redo the whole AC system and we could get all into that. But yeah, it we we we've made it our home and yeah, this is have. Rogue's home it and is. we we love it. We do love it here and it's such a blessing and circling back to like the rent even though they did bring it down for us, it still it's was still by the skin of our teeth because 110%. it's still so expensive. Just rent here in the Rogue Valley for any kind of business Absolutely. is crazy. And so we're thankful every month that like the Lord gets us through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, we are a, we keep our costs as low as we can for our cheer families. And we yes. do a lot of scholarships also because we don't want, 
competitive cheerleading to just be for one demographic. And um, we want kids from all parts of our community to be able to participate in competitive cheer. To and have so, a community that makes them understand that they're wanted and needed. And that's yes. how cheer made us feel. So right. we didn't want that to be, you know, isolated to one demographic of people. Um, it's right. made for all kids. So Rogue, although we say we're a business, we are a business, but we are not necessarily a, a business for profit. No. We would eventually like to get there. I don't know that we ever will. Yep. <laughs> Because I just, we just, we just love cheer. We love cheer and we really like want to work with our families yes. to make it like work for them. Absolutely. And so, um, but we, the Lord gets us through each month. Absolutely. And yes. um, we are excited to say that like we've grown since we moved in here. Absolutely. I think when we moved in here, we had about 70 athletes. Yes. And now we're well think, over a hundred. Yeah, well over a hundred, probably yes. hundred and twenty to one hundred and thirty yeah. kids that are involved here at Rogue. And every week we have new kids wanting to, you know, come into Rogue and join. And it's, it's so, like, it's so cool. And we just know that the Lord's hand is on it and just in it and with us in every single practice. And those highs, when they are high, mm-hmm. they are wonderful. And uh, we have definitely had our share of lows, which we shared a couple um, in the story of. Coming to our gym, which is mm-hmm. our gym home here, um, at the old at the old women's fitness center. Yes, um, which actually little fact oh. um, in the fifties and sixties, oh yes, seventies and, and even eighties. Wow, this in was eighties as well. Yes, this was a grocery store. Wow, called Foodland. <laughs> Yeah, that's and amazing. then I know, isn't that crazy? So I thought that's really, so. If you walk in here and you look at the space. You honestly or if you watch the vlogs, or yeah, if you watch the vlogs, you honestly can see how it would look like a grocery store. Like if you envision it, absolutely, like the lights and stuff. And it's just so funny to me. And I'm one thing that I'm trying to find is some pictures of it. Yes, because I know like our historical society here in the Rogue Valley has stuff like that. Yeah, because I really want to get some pictures of what it looks like and hang them yeah. up in the gym so people can see the history of this building. Because it's pretty cool. Like it's amazing that it goes back that far. And there's a lot of like older people in this valley that remember it yep absolutely um it's definitely we're definitely outgrowing it absolutely but isn't that crazy to say i know which i never thought we would say that um one thing we love the most about it is it has a locker room with like lockers and showers and stuff and it has four bathroom stalls which opposed to the bank that had one toilet that like everybody would have to wait in line for it this space is incredible and if um you ever watch our vlogs um you'll be able to see it through the Mm -hmm. camera but um but we all know that any high comes with any lows and we mentioned a couple uh, just in the process of like i said getting this gym but um one that i will mention is um if you're feeling not only the lack of um encouragement or support not only from outside people but the people within your business or your you know whatever you're leading yeah within your program within your team um know that you are not alone in that either when becky and i very first started all the way back at the church uh we again knew like just between her and i what our like goal was Mm -hmm. at rogue um and we knew really in just passing like what our values would be like Mm -hmm. we had talked about it uh 
for a short while and just kind of summed it up as to we wanted people to enjoy cheer and feel normal and Mm -hmm. um it to be affordable yes and we wanted kids to feel like they had you know somewhere to go Mm -hmm. um and that just kind of summed it up and we were like well that's good enough you know yeah um and little did we know that the impact of having you know values and um sharing those with the kids um is so important um when we very first started, of course, there was a lot of new kids that had no idea who mm-hmm. we were. Yeah. Uh, they had no idea what this was going to entail. So there was there was uh, a good handful of hardships with that. Yes. With it came disrespect and disrespect um, towards leaders and teammates and yes. um, uh, melodramatic drama mm-hmm. that didn't need to be a part of any sort of just conversation it was just it kind of flooded the area for quite some time and that was discouraging Mm -hmm. uh for a while especially for becky and i because we felt like we had finally gotten into a space and okay now we can breathe no you Mm -hmm. can't yeah it's it it's it was a hardship yeah we were trying to build a culture yep but you can't just walk in and have a culture you know culture is like what people follow yes and adopt themselves yes and we definitely had resistance Mm -hmm. in that like we had a no drama like policy no like backstabbing we had like a like a code of conduct but we have we had a group of kids that were unwilling to follow that yep and unwilling meaning like literally go against it not Mm -hmm. just the kid that's being difficult or you know has a rough home life or you know hasn't been taught those things they they put their feet in the sand and said i'm not doing that yes and that's that was discouraging it was and it and it made it hard for us to coach yes because everybody's watching this and they're like okay how are they gonna handle it yeah. and we're like how are we gonna handle it yeah. you know like we had i had faced some of that with coaching but i also had only worked in schools yes. where then i could take that to like you know, a principal or I whatever. Yeah. Now we were the, the top of that, you know, <laughs> the <laughs> pyramid went to us. Yeah. yeah. And so we're like, okay, shoot, what are we going to do here with all of this? Yeah. Um, and it was hard. It was definitely really hard to build that culture. And I once heard a coach say that, um, when you start a program the first year and the second year and the third year, it, it really isn't until the third year that it's yours. Yes. The first and the second year, it's like, you're building it. And I love that. you can't really like breathe easy until you get to your third year. Mm-hmm. And then, then that's what you've built. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's something good, um, yes. but it's going to take time to I, grow that. I love what you said, that culture takes time. It does. It takes so much time. Yes. <laughs> it feels like, but I think that the best thing you can do, which we were able to do at that time and we still are doing, is be picky about the leaders that we have in our program. Mm-hmm about the coaches that coach yeah like are they people that are wanting to instill that culture also right and are passionate about that culture that aren't just like hey these are the rules you follow them but are like they are living that out themselves they are become they are being a mirror for those values right and as a coach your biggest job is to mirror those values right Um, jeff benson talks a lot about this with uh, dan cotton in his uh one of his podcast episodes and um if you want to hear more about values and culture and team building. Mm-hmm. Jeff Benson does a great job explaining We'll link that it. in the show notes. Absolutely. Yeah, that yeah, podcast. There you go. Yeah, we'll link it in the show notes for you. Um, but 
we have all of our staff listen to it and we listened to it several times so thank you to dan and to jeff for explaining culture and values so well so we can help um our program even more um Mm -hmm. and build it in the way that we want it to go and um yeah culture takes time so if you're feeling any sort of resistance backlash um even just borderline bullying from people yeah um culture takes time and like I love what you said. Be picky about Mm -hmm. the people that you choose to be in leadership because you want them to be passionate, truly passionate Mm -hmm. about what you're doing. And fully on board with your vision Mm -hmm. and to share in that vision. And we had Mm -hmm. that and we still have that. But when we started out, it was um, Coach Amber, Coach Aaron, myself, and Maisie. The core four is what we call ourselves. We're the core four. And... um, and uh, Coach Aaron's still with us, and Coach Amber has moved to Colorado, but we're crossing our fingers we'll have her back. And we have her. Oh, sp- she'll be back. Oh, she'll be I'll back. Make, I'll make sure. You hear that, Amber? Yeah, she'll be back. back. Um, <laughs> but she, they had to move for their her husband's job. But um, those having the same vision for what we wanted at Rogue, it is what set, set us on that path. Yeah. And there was a lot of obstacles in our way people standing in our way yeah. um, people who flat out told us this is never gonna work yeah we had people tell us yeah this will right. never from work. landlords to parents to athletes yeah it, like you're not gonna make it yeah yeah um and there were times where we're like yeah we're not yeah we're <laughs> like oh shoot we're not you yeah. know but then there's also been times where we're like watch us Watch like us. we were going to go for it, whether yep. you, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> think so or not. Right. And the only reason is because we know that the Lord had given us this that, mission to do yeah. this, you and know, and so mm-hmm. and this passion. And so that's a lot of days when we felt like we had nothing else. Mm-hmm. That's what we were hanging on. Yeah. We're like, OK, Lord, like you put this here. So yeah. he called us to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that really sums up the highs and lows and um, our encouragement to you leaders who are um, leading in your community or your gym or your business um, to just continue on the path that you're on. Yep. And um, even if people tell you this isn't going to work this out, this isn't going to work out. <laughs> keep, keep holding on strong and yeah. hold on to the people um, that support you yes. and um, really want you to succeed. So it sounds cheesy. But it's true. Um, Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, We hope that it encouraged you leaders and um, inspired you to continue on your journey of becoming a better leader. Um, Before we leave, we want to do an athlete shout out of the day. And actually, we wanted to shout out a very special athlete. Her name is Fiona. And Fiona, she just, I love that little horn you do. She just <laughs> recently got her back handspring um, pretty much on the dead mat. And she's been working at it for months mm-hmm. and months. And um, I've seen her just grow and excel in all of her skills, yes. basing, backing, she can tumble, she can she can dance, she can jump, and yes. her confidence level has grown so much. So Fiona, if you're listening, which we hope you are, we are so, so proud of so you. So proud. Um, A fun little story about Fiona. Oh, yes. Yes, that I'd like to share that I didn't even think about until right now, but I want to share it. Please. Um, 
So our first year going to nationals in 2021, mm-hmm. Rogue's first time going to nationals when we were flying down to Anaheim. Oh yeah, for I nationals. About this often. There was a girl oh. who was in, I think, in sixth grade at that time. Yes. Um, named Fiona, and she was on the airplane with her mom, and they were flying down there, and she had seen us on the airplane, yeah. and seen us, like, we were all, you know, there flying out of Medford um, together as a team, and yeah. being crazy and wow. psycho and loud, as we always are, yeah. <laughs> wherever we go. Um, exactly. So she had seen us, and um, after I got back home from nationals, I had gotten an email from her mom being like, we saw you on the airplane. My daughter's like really interested in cheer. She thought that looked like it was so much fun. <laughs> and so then they, you know, they started that. at Rogue, but she, that's where she found out about us is when on we were, airplane. we were on the same airplane flying down to you. LAX. That's I know. So I just cool. love that. And now she is such a like important core member of our program. Yeah. And we just love having her here. And she didn't have any cheer experience or anything. And she joined just new to it. And she has grown into such a stellar athlete. She's an amazing cheerleader. Yeah, that we can rely on. And she's a joy to have in the gym. So we love you, Fiona. We love you. We're we're so proud of you. And I'm so thankful that you saw us on that plane. I know. (laughs) It's a cool story. Make sure to, again, like and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, We are just... Uh, so thankful again to be recording with you guys and uh, I can't wait for the next episode make sure to follow us again on Instagram so uh, when we put polls out to see what you want our next podcast to be about you can give your suggestion yes in the comment section uh, I'm coach Basie and I'm coach Becky and uh, thank you guys so much we'll see you next week see you next time bye Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Real Life Cheer Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We'll see you next week.